This is Free Talk Live. Uh, You can take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. I don't know if our network is uh, receiving this transmission as we do not hear our music bed. There it is. All right. So that usually means everything is okay. 1-855-450-3733 is the toll-free number. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. With you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. All right. So, as usual, plenty of stuff to talk about. Actually, I don't know what the hell there is to talk about. I haven't had a chance to look at any news today whatsoever. I've been in and out of holding tanks and cells and courtrooms and such. You love yourself a good jail cell, don't you? No, not really. I mean, I you know, it is what it is. The evidence uh, is to the contrary. What do you mean the evidence is to the contrary? You've been to a lot of them in the last couple of years. Well, it doesn't mean I love it. I mean, I just, uh, I'm an activist, and I don't like backing down when threatened by uh, people. So tell us the story. So I went to, I was arrested today uh, for so-called disorderly conduct as I went to Palmer, Massachusetts. Now, for those of you that uh, need a little bit of background on this story, uh, you can go to YouTube and type in Palmer, comma, M-A, and you will find the first result is what happened last year when Pete Ayer and myself, uh, Pete from copblock.org, uh, Michelle, actually, you came out. Uh, I did. Mark J- was there also. Mark was there. JJ. Uh, I never get credit. You've got to remember that. <laughs> well, Mark you didn't go to the credit. town offices with Pete and I. The two of you did not go. You guys no. went to uh, the what, house. Basically, what was happening is the town of Palmer was taking a house from somebody who's a listener of this show. A, I don't know if he's a Free State Project participant, but he is someone who's come up and visited at the Porcupine Freedom Festival a, a few times. And uh, he's a, He he's, was there this year. He was there, like, right. He was there this year. Most his, years. His brother is uh, is a rocker. He uh, has, Josh Noon is his brother in the Josh Noon and the Federal Crimes, a great, great band here in the, the Northeast. And uh, so his name's Jay Noon, and his house was uh, taken from him last year. Uh, from the town of Palmer, they claim that that uh, he owes them property taxes. He says that, uh, you know, basically that there's no obligation for him to pay those taxes and that he owns his own property. And uh, so he's, by the way, a, a volunteer firefighter. So it's not like he's not giving back to the community. Also, his volunteer fire department gives a stipend. And as I understand, that stipend is enough to cover the taxes or darn close to covering the taxes. Hmm. But he won't take the stipend. So he... You know, frankly, he essentially this is a, gives back to the book, town. It's a whatever, bookkeeping thing, exactly. I mean, this is all about bookkeeping. They've taken the man's house, kicked him out over bookkeeping. Well, you can say what you want, Mark. If you don't pay taxes, this is what happens. They, uh, if you don't pay property taxes, they send men with guns to take you from your home, and then they call it theirs. Because it's actually theirs to begin with, obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to get away with this. So uh, he didn't pay his rent, known as property taxes. They went and they attempted to take it from him. We went down to to try to block that from happening uh, by you know bringing people to his house, and that worked for a short period of time. A year ago, you're uh, referring to that. Yeah, this was that, back right? a year ago, and over a year ago it was during the summertime when we went down to kind of occupy the property, so to speak. Yeah. The uh, bureaucrats did not show up on that day. It was several months later when they showed up they at some about. point. Yeah, they showed up at some point when no one was there uh, except for Jay, I think, and they took they evicted him. They removed him from the property. Uh, and then it was uh, just today when they finally got around to actually tax sailing the house. And a tax sale is when the government takes your house for unpaid property taxes, whatever arbitrary amount. They then bring it to an auction. And then it's sold to the highest bidder. The money that is uh, 
is paid toward the house first goes to satisfy the taxes that are so-called owed on the property. So Jay, in Jay's case, his property owed $36,000 or something like that in the 30s. Uh, the auction today actually only netted about $19,000. So the town still doesn't, you know, they still didn't get the money, the full amount of money they were looking for. Um, but, but they don't lose anything because it's their property. I mean, you know, what what did they lose? Right. No, <laughs> the, they their attorneys were on staff. I mean, you know, it's just $19,000 they're getting. No. Somebody went there and, you know, a group of folks went there to bid and another group of folks went there to inform those people that they were bidding on what was essentially stolen property. How was that received? I'm really interested. I mean, I always expect the government, the state to act like the state, but it always surprises me when, you know, the looky-loos or the passerbys or the people involved um, do nothing. Well, uh, they were informed when they went to – there were two parts to what happened today. Part one was to go to the open house that they were having at uh, the location where people who were interested buyers could come in and take a peek around, look at the place uh, before they actually went to the bidding process. So it was there that each of the potential buyers were informed uh, that uh, they – were bidding if they bid if they did bid on this that they were bidding on stolen property and that Jay Noon was going to include them in a lawsuit that he is planning on filing against the town of Palmer and, this and is, has the has I'm sorry but has the property and the house been appraised what was the appraised value I think the town was claiming it was worth one hundred and sixty thousand dollars and it sold for nineteen thousand dollars and this yeah. man it, the house was paid in full that's right so he's out whatever his equity in his home was yeah he's out of all that, all that sure. And uh, so the potential bidders were informed by a group of folks that were outside the house. They had actually uh, taken the front. Now, this is a fairly small front yard, uh, Marcus, you, yeah. you may recall. It's, it's like right on Main Street. The yard's maybe six feet uh, from Yeah, it's like an old row house kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's a duplex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, you're right there, right out in front of the house. They had actually taken traffic cones and coned off one of the sides of the yard and told uh, folks that that was the protest area. <laughs> Most people did not did uh, go oh in the protest God. area. Boy, they don't, they don't know who they're talking to there. Police officers were out. Uh, you know, wh- when we got there, there were cops there. They had their zip ties, you know, the big white zip ties that oh, they have. They had those sake. in their back pocket. They, you're going to jail zip ties? They were giving uh, me the silent treatment. I had a video camera there, you know, member of the media, bring my video camera with me. Did any of the firemen that he's a volunteer fireman with, did any of them show up? I don't. I don't know. I mean, they were if they were there, they weren't there in firemen's uniforms mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I, I'm not sure about that. Hmm. But you think uh, they'd come, right? I I don't know. I imagine they feel differently depending. So you mean some to would come to defend him? I mean, you know, if you're a volunteer firefighter, you're you know showing up to these calls. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but on the other hand, then you don't want to upset the city people, do you? They might come after you. They they might uh, defund the fire department too. Sure. So, uh, so police were there. They were not talking. I was trying to ask them, you know, some questions about what was going on. They did what not. What about want to the chat. Uh, the people, the the bidders, the potential bidders? Uh, they were just going in, looking at the house, and uh, they didn't really have much to say. To did you? I mean, were you in the role of the press here, or in the role of a protester? Uh, I was in the role of the press, asking questions of uh, of folks so, out there. So, I mean, I, what I want to know is, did any of these people think that there was going to be any kind of repercussions beyond a lawsuit? I mean. You know, there's a lot of upset and passionate people there. You mean as far as where they did they do you think they were threatened I would or something? Never like that? buy this house. 
if I just showed up there and there were a bunch of rabid sort of nut jobs yeah. running around the yard, uh, you know, <laughs> talking about there's going to be a lawsuit, we're going to get mm-hmm. you, you don't, they don't have, they've stole this property, you know, that kind of thing. I would never buy this house because I'd be, and that's probably the reason that the bid was so low. So low. Is because I, I would never buy this thing. I'd be afraid that they'd come in and murder my family. Well, I'd want nothing to do with it. We would know more about Manson the, Gang or something. I would be able to tell you more about the bidding process, but no one was allowed in what was supposed to be a public auction who was not a pre-qualified bidder. Mm, you knew that was going to happen. You bid, No, you I didn't. That. I, I didn't know that, that was going to happen. I was shocked by that. I because thought you predicted it. I'm sorry. I I don't recall predicting that. Okay. But uh, because on the auctioneer's website, it says it was a public auction, meaning the public is supposed to be allowed to be in there, that you should be able to observe it if it's public, even if you aren't a uh, you know qualified bidder, buyer. even if you didn't come with a $5,000 cashier's check in your hands, which is what you have to have. You have to have cashier's check for five grand and a photo ID from the government in order to be a qualified bidder on this home. And back in summer of last year, when Pete and I went down to the town hall offices, we found out they were having a tax sale that day. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go in and sit in on that tax sale at that time. Now, they weren't tax sailing Jay's property a year ago. It was a, just a sure. coincidence that we just happened to be in town on the day they were having a tax sale. Yay. So we were able to go into that tax sale. We were able to go in and sit down with video now cameras. Now you know why you're not allowed into this tax sale. Oh, sure. I'm sure that was a, a factor. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. I haven't gotten to the arrest portion yet. Uh, so 855-450-3733. Poor and Jay. Poor yeah. Jay, indeed. And his house has been sold now to what people believe is the next door neighbor. Uh, that's what we believe. That's who we believe won that uh, tax sale. But more coming up about what happened. Uh, I was put in handcuffs. I was arrested. Uh, not actually, I wasn't handcuffed till later, but I'll tell you the details here. 855-450-FREE. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include a mobile site. If you have a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com. That's m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. And you can get uh, quick access to our live streams there, all completely free, of course. We've got broadband, mid-band, and narrow-band versions of the show in live streaming format. Uh, In addition to that, you can link into our podcast from there. Uh, Go once again to m.freetalklive.com. Plus, you'll be able to link to the software that you need to listen to those live streams if you don't already have that. Uh, Once again, that's all over at m dot freetalklive.com uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day 
Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. All right. So once again, 855-453 is the toll-free number. Kind of recapping for you uh, what happened today as activists came down from New Hampshire to Massachusetts to support uh, one of our own, so to speak, uh, Jay Noon, who is uh, somebody who's called the show a few times in the past. Also, uh, somebody who is a, a real hero of mine. I mean, he's he's the only person I've ever, you know, that I know of. Uh, I guess his dad is, is doing it, too. But uh, the Noon family are the only people that I've ever known who have refused to pay property tax. I didn't pay property tax either. Really? When was On this? On either of my homes. The one in Rancho Santa Fe. Oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> or in uh, Squaw Valley or in uh, Lake Tahoe. Oh, OK. And uh, did they take those homes from you? Um, no, I was able to sell them. But, you know, I was talking to Mark about this earlier because it was kind of like one of those things where there was like a glitch and I kept walking through a door. But um, things have caught up with me now as you, I told you the other day that my bank account's been levied and I can no longer own a, have a bank account. I see. You know, and so, yeah, the walls, it's closing in. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm sorry I didn't include you, uh, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, but I mean, still. I didn't it's know like, you at the time. Right. When you weren't paying those taxes. Right. Right. And so, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely crazy when, you know, there's this heightened. Uh, I was able to get below the radar because, I mean, things were, you know, the, the all the state was flush. California <laughs> wasn't bankrupt. Now that it's bankrupt and now that, you know, the uh, there's a shortage of money and the government, it, they're tightening its reins. It's amazing that, you know, the, the rate at which uh, uh, the government is employing people. I mean, Obama just hired, what, 6,000 new IRS people. That's good for the economy, right? It's <laughs> yeah. more jobs. Right. So, so mm-hmm. yes. So, I mean, there, there, there aren't people to, to work and, and open up small businesses to hire, you know, 10 or so high school age kids or kids that have just graduated from college. But there are plenty of, there's plenty of work if you want to be a a cop or a, a IRS agent. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of expansion in the, <laughs> right. the state employees. That's for sure. And they had plenty of cops out today uh, as a group of activists <laughs> came out to help support Jay Noon as the town of Palmer, Massachusetts, was planning on tax sailing his home uh, today. So at first, uh, folks showed up at the home itself when they were having an open house just to, you know, uh, for instance, there was a sign there that uh, David, a uh, local activist from Keene, was holding. Uh, it said, uh, I think it was a tax. Excuse me. Uh, I'm I'm a little loopy right now. I have I've had the equivalent of a, a cereal bar today. We're gonna uh, get you some food here. Yes, I have food. I just haven't had a chance to uh, shovel it in my mouth uh, as of this point. Uh, but it was some sort of an you know anti uh, uh, tax sign. And for those of you that watch <laughs> on the cam, you, tax sales are theft. You know that that Ian does in fact sometimes shovel his food so if you want to be entertained <laughs> i don't know if it's that entertaining um but anyway so it said taxation is theft it said tax sales are theft. tax sales because that's theft. what was going sure. on and uh and so no one was arrested no one was really threatened with arrest at the home uh there was one police officer who pulled up down the street and was recording video from inside his uh his vehicle i approached that officer i actually didn't know he was recording video until i got somewhat close uh and he was sitting there with his video camera and as i got closer he can just sat there with his video camera did you tell him you weren't
a public official? Straight at me. Uh, I don't mind. People can record me. It <laughs> doesn't bother me. Um, you know, I'm in a public place. Go ahead. Yeah, and they can record you out of the front of their car. I don't see why they can't just sit there with a camera. But he was very rude, uh, this man. He did not tell me what his name was. I asked him what his name was. And, you know, I'm of the opinion that if you encounter a government bureaucrat, especially a police officer, that they should identify themselves if Aren't you ask them to. Aren't they supposed to identify themselves if you ask? Well, I actually contacted the department. I called the department to talk to a superior officer and inquire regarding that. You know, in Massachusetts, do your officers have to identify themselves? And I was told that they must identify themselves by either their name or badge number. And I was told that his badge number was badge number one because I identified what car he was in. I said, well, which one? officer is this? Badge number one. Interesting. And uh, and I asked – I said, well, this man has not identified himself. And at that point, I asked the man again uh, what uh, his name was, and he said badge number one. And <laughs> he was not giving me any more information beyond that. So very rude. Uh, I, you know, again, was there just kind of uh, getting different shots of what was going on, interviewing people, interviewing neighbors, asking them what they thought. One of the neighbors, for instance, was very supportive of what was going on with Jay. And uh, apparently the next Wait, door neighbor was supportive wasn't. of Jay, but Jay. not supportive of what was happening to him. Correct. Okay. Supportive of Jay. The next door neighbor apparently was not. He was one of the ones who was there at the bidding process and allegedly ended up with the... With it. So we go down to the town of Palmer offices uh, for the high noon tax sale. They were supposed to be registering people at 1130. We showed up right around then and a group of us went inside. There was a sign on the front door that said something like video recording not allowed (laughs) in town offices. That wasn't going to go anywhere. And this is the very same town office. Again, if you look on YouTube for Palmer M.A., Palmer, Massachusetts. You will find the original video, which shows that Pete, Aaron, and I went all throughout the hallways in that place with right. video cameras, and were not threatened once for doing that. When and that when was I, before the Glick case. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. And uh, when I inquired of uh, the police chief about the change in policy, he claimed that they had had a new legal opinion. So somebody in a, some lawyer told them that yes, you can absolutely restrict uh, cameras, and here's what you do. You know, arrest him for disorderly conduct or something like that. Now, to uh, the police chief's credit, he was a relatively cool-headed person who was easy to converse with. You know, he still did the, you know, him and his agents did the wrong thing by arresting a member of the media and charging me with, you know, criminal action. But at least he wasn't, you know, a hard ass, I guess you could say. So, uh, and he actually might be listening tonight. Hey, Robert. Hi, Robert. We're going to sue you, Robert. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't think that he would be able to be sued. I think uh, oh, that actually, uh, it would be the town of Palmer. No. Did you read the Glick decision? I'm sorry. You need to read the Glick decision. Those I've police officers of are individually liable. So he would be liable as the chief, even though he didn't make the arrest? Oh, whoever made the, the arrest. Yeah. So speaking of the arrest, I have the video. and I thought uh, you were saying that he had done the arrest. No, no, no. I, he was there, though, and I had a lengthy conversation with him. Uh, so there's more to the story, obviously, of course, if you uh, want to chime in about your experiences recording the police. I would love to hear from Jay. What might have happened. I think he might be calling in oh, at some good. point here tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. I'll give you the audio from the arrest video, and I haven't had a chance to put it online yet, but that'll happen too. Free Talk Live. 
Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at Mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll free, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you, and we give them away. They are including the news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it via email if you sign up for the email list. Or perhaps you prefer Facebook and Twitter. You can get on and follow us on either one of those. Go to news.freetalklive.com to accomplish this. Uh, that's news.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, uh, survival or shooting gear, I mean, it's it's hunting season right now in some places in the United States. Um, the place to go to get the name brands uh, that you want to get at the best prices is manventureoutpost.com. At manventureoutpost.com, they've got everything that the outdoor enthusiast might be interested in, whether it's ammunition Knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, whatever you might need, they've got it. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. They'll get you your stuff fast. Some prices, um, in fact, you know, they're, they're lower than the manufacturers will let you advertise. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Coupon code FTL. Manventureoutpost.com. All right, so we're talking about uh, my arrest today and also what happened outside of that, which is the town of Palmer, Massachusetts, took a man's home from him, officially, finally. They had already taken it physically, and now they have uh, gone through the tax sale process and transferred what they believe is uh, you know, proof that they own it to the new so-called owner, all of whom will be brought into a federal lawsuit by the previous owner or the man who believes he still owns it, as far as I'm concerned he does, but... You know, possession is nine-tenths of the law, so to speak. Ownership's a funny thing. Uh, You know, he's not living in it, and at this point, uh, he won't be because, well, that would result in more criminal charges, and I'm sure that he doesn't want that. In fact, he's on the line with us now. Jay Noon is uh, there in Massachusetts. Jay, uh, appreciate you sticking around today as you and your your friends from Massachusetts and our friends from Keene basically hung out all day uh, waiting for the system to process me through it, which may not have actually ended up happening, but I, I was able to make it into court before their 2.30 uh, cutoff time, was arrested around 11.30 in the morning. I did finally make it out there just in, in time, basically. Otherwise, I'd have spent a night in whatever nasty jail they have there in whatever county we were in in Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, so, Jay, you're on with Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how you doing, guys? Well, okay. And, uh, Hi, thank Jay. you for coming down to the uh, supporting me today. I mean, that's uh, you know that that's big of you guys, but you know that's one thing. Uh, you know, people who move to the Shire or want to be get involved with Liberty is they're going to find out other Liberty minded people are going to come and support them. Yeah, and this was out of the way. I mean, I me. I had hoped that we would have more people come out uh, from New Hampshire, but one, it's in Massachusetts. 
Two, it's in Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, three, well, you get my point. Uh, but yeah, some people did come down from Keene, which uh, which was good. But I, we I'd have been there if I had, didn't have a doctor's appointment. But that I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> Well, so, Jay, I want to ask you something about your, your strategy here. Did you at any point, I understand that you owned the house outright, is that correct? Not, actually, technically not outright. There's still a note on it that I'm paying. Oh, okay. Um, and but I bought it from a, from a private guy. There is, there is no commercial mortgage. Um, and actually, the guy I bought it from is really cool. Uh, he, um... Uh, the original agreement was to pay him a thousand bucks a month uh, towards a mortgage, and ever since I've been kicked out of there, he's been like, "Well, just pay me whatever you can." And uh, I've given him uh, five hundred a month, pretty much most months. Um, a couple of times I had some good things going on, and I, I've given him a little over a thousand dollars here and there. Um, yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought you had uh, already paid the private loan off. I apologize for that. And also, I said I wasn't sure if you were a Free State Project participant. I'm told that you are. Yeah, actually, I signed up for Free State Project, oh, uh, four or five years ago, maybe, mm. um, actually. Uh, you know, I, I signed on. And I think, yeah, because I went on the website and signed on, and it was back when it was like, there wasn't many signers, maybe a couple thousand. Yeah, we've got 13,000 people now that have signed on to be uh, make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which is it's pretty exciting. Did you at yeah. any point consider doing like one of two things, like actually physically moving the house and... Uh, you know, taking How it to another that? property. You it's can done. up and move houses. Yeah. They used to do with oxen, man. Right. And then wow. the other the other thing is, did you consider uh, incurring a bunch of debt on it, putting a second and a third, and then declaring bankruptcy after? Well, yeah, all, all them options have been thrown at me, but um, that's uh, just like we were talking about that at, at lunch today while we were eating lunch and Ian was starving to death in a cage. They didn't give you a bologna sandwich? I got nothing. Yeah, they didn't feed the poor guy. And, and there, ain't much, there ain't much there to start with. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's got to eat. That's a skinny joke. That's a skinny Maybe joke. I could go a few days. But um, anyways, uh, we were talking, because the guy I was talking with that, that came to support me, um, Steve is his name, uh, he had mentioned, oh, you know, you got to put a lien on this place. And we were talking earlier about... Um, you know, how come a demo didn't use, uh, you know, um, the Glick decision or something or some other things, and you were saying a demo didn't want to use any loopholes? Well, I guess I'm kind of guilty of the same thing. Um, I am way, all about I the have, loopholes now. <laughs> in a way, I, do, I, I have the title clouded with my land patent that I've updated and has mm-hmm. been recorded. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest thing on all of this is... Um, I've asked that tax collector, hey, um, how did you convert my private property into real estate? He can't explain it. What you told me today, Jay, was that when this goes to trial, you're going to file a lawsuit in federal court on this against the town of Palmer as well as the, uh, I believe, the the lawyer that they have involved. But uh, you said that they're going to have to answer the question as to how property taxes came to be existing, or what was it exactly? Yeah, how, how real, how, well, first off, 
they don't tax private property. What they tax is real estate. And the deed that I got from the man I bought the house from, the word real estate is not on the deed. They don't tax private property. They tax real estate. And what's been dug up by some pretty smart guys already in Florida and New Mexico and Michigan, some guys have really gotten into the statutes, which I'm just starting to really get into in Massachusetts here, is they cannot tax your home. They cannot tax your domicile. You have a right to a home, a right to a place to live. You have a right to a shelter. You have a right to travel, too, but you keep having my vehicles taken. So, I mean, like... like, I have a right to be the free press, and I have my camera taken and uh, was thrown in a cage for that today. So, uh, you know, I hope you'll keep us in the loop, Jay, as far as your lawsuit and how it it proceeds, because I think we all have the world in our mind that we would like to live in, where we do have the right to private property and the right to travel and the right to be the free press. But we see all of those supposed rights denied left and right and it is just so frustrating and i know michelle you were about in tears during the during the yeah, last break I'm, over really, I'm over it i'm so sick of this and like the the whole country is tuning in to watch these two men have a cockfight with millions and millions and millions of dollars behind them with their handshakes and their smiles and their slick conversations and they're part of the same club and none of us get to belong and it's not about just how much money you have because i had lots of money and and I was not going to be part of that little that little click there, no matter what I did. And these rules are made. They don't have to abide by them, but all the rest of us do. And the the deck is completely stacked against us. And I'm just I'm tired. I'm really 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 tired. Jane Newton, will you will you do us a favor? Keep us in the loop as this develops because it's not over. I will. And this is why I'm bringing us to a federal court. And this is why they have to explain this to a federal jury. Look forward to hearing the details when you uh, when you file the case. Let us know what happens, Jay. Thank you for the call. Appreciate uh, all your courage and you standing up for the right to own property in this country. You're the only person who's doing it in Thanks, this Jay. time frame. Thank you. Appreciate hearing from me tonight. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. Bring up your thoughts and more of the story coming up. Teaching without preaching the ideals of liberty. To young and old alike, Libertania, the Liberation of Conformia, is a picture book which tells the story of Thomas the Candymaker and his trip from the free land of Libertania to the statist land of Conformia, where he deals with border crossings, fiat money, business regulations, and corrupt officials. With his civil disobedience and run for office, Conformia will never be the same. Go to Libertania.com to purchase your copy today in print or Kindle format. For a discount code, check out the Libertania Facebook page. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com with you tonight. It's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Hey, if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, I would recommend that you drop on into the AMP program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in a few bucks a month, five bucks. We'll take that in. We invest it into the show. Get on more radio stations, more uh, internet connections around the world. Bring more internet listeners on board and radio listeners and introduce new people to the ideas of liberty. And folks out there, a lot of them could really use that, like the uh, police officers at the town of Palmer today who arrested me 
because I was video recording. Now, they're going to claim that it was disorderly conduct, and I actually have their police report here that I will read for you uh, because it's silly. And then we'll play the audio from the video file uh, from my camera, and you can tell me if you think the report matches up with uh, what it is that actually happened. Okay. But I love disorderly this conduct seems to be like a catch-all it for any time you are not acting in compliance with whatever it is they're telling you to do, whether or not what they're telling you to do is is a lawful order in the first place. Right. Con- it's, it's contempt of uh, unlawful and arbitrary and orders I'm like, by yes, uh, I do hold you in contempt, jerk. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and, and that's, that's the thing is they could just, at this point... They could just do whatever they want. Remember, these badges and the guns that they that go along with them. In Massachusetts, you're completely unarmed, so there's you know they're the only ones that get to wear guns, and those badges confer the power. Basically, they can do whatever they want. But unfortunately, yeah. it looks like they stepped at a big old cow pie here, and everybody who was involved in this arrest could very well be sued, Ian. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I'm going to talk to Glick, who was the well, man actually, behind Glick. They could always be sued, but it looks like they're going to lose. Sued. They yes. just need to look at this Glick decision themselves. I mean, Oh, and then turn that into bringing it before the, the people of Palmer and saying, look at what you're getting to pay for. Look at how your tax dollars are oh, being used. I, I've done this before <laughs> with, uh, with people of a given town, and they always blame you. Right. Oh, you're you're, you're making the us. police do you're that. Making us, you're making it so they're coming after us. You know what? Right. Screw you, people well, of Palmer. This is what you've you've allowed your cops to turn into. That's what Sorry. I was told today. Was I was the one who was choosing to go to trial? And I'll get we can get to the courtroom uh, situation here in a moment. But Ty's actually on the line. Uh, he's got something else on his mind on the amp lines. Hey, Ty. Hey, I wanted to kind of talk about voting a little bit. You know, that season. Uh, I also want to just kind of mention, not trying to stroke your guy's ego or anything, but. You guys have actually quite a bit of an influence. This show, Free Talk Live, anyway, not necessarily you guys in particular, have quite an influence on people out here speaking for myself, because I think a lot of my opinions about voting have been shaped by discussions that have gone on on Free Talk Live. Okay. And uh, I have come to the conclusion that I'm never going to vote against anybody again. That's way I, I guess that's where I was before. But now I'm at the point where, yeah, I'll vote for somebody if if I know for sure that they are completely liberty-minded, which pretty much means I'll never vote for anybody, you know. At least they, they while you're in them. Tennessee, probably that's the case. But, yeah. But but Lamar Alexander and Bob Corker are not exactly uh, libertarian-minded men. Yeah, but I, up here in New Hampshire, there are plenty of liberty-minded folks that are running for political office. I'm one of them. But I am going to vote. Yeah. But I'm only going to vote on issues. Okay. Now, so, um, by the way, you're saying that we have a big influence. Sorry, Ty. You're saying we have a big influence, but this is all you. I mean, you're you're coming to the conclusion you're coming to, and it's cool, but I vote for the lesser of two evils at times. I mean, when I've got two crappy candidates and that's all that's on the ballot— I pick between the lesser of two evils, so I, you know, I mean, I'll be doing that for state senate this the, year. Yeah, the, the conclusion you come up to is your own. It's not free talk lives. Free talk live talks about things. We discuss right. issues oh, in a way. I, I'm not saying you guys made up my mind. Okay, you've, okay. you've influenced me because I had determined that I wasn't even going to vote for anything. I wasn't going to vote at all. But uh, Ian brought up the fact that there may be something on the ballot that you could vote for or against that that has a possibility of enhancing liberty in some small way. Where are you in Tennessee? I'm in the Memphis area. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I moved up here from I moved up here from Nashville, and um, 
when I was down there, there were there are quite a few people, and you know, uh, in general, who are people who are liberty minded and they're you know survivalists and they're self reliant and independent. That was in Nashville on the outskirts. What what's it like in Memphis? I mean, do you have? A- oh, it, it's more. Uh, there's a lot more. Uh, uh, it's it's a lot more blue, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a lot more. Uh, People that are on welfare and, mm. and, and yeah. believe in big government here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, to me, my main point that I was trying to get to is that I'm only, I'm going to go to the to the to the ballot box, and I'm only going to vote on things that look to me like they have some influence on liberty. And if it and if there isn't anything, then then I won't vote. Well, part but of the problem, though, the with illusion. the voting process, though, I mean, what, you know, once you vote for someone and they go to office and you hear this time and time again is that there is so much compromise involved in getting, um, you know, things passed and doing favors for one another mm-hmm. and fine, I'll vote yay on this if you vote yay on mine kind of thing. And so, it, you know, it, it's just I just think the whole thing's dirty, you know, and I did confess about a couple months ago or something that you know, getting involved within the system. However, I said in New Hampshire. Right, right. Yeah, in it's New really Hampshire, dirty. Where I'm, people... I'm, also saying, I'm also saying I'm not going to vote for any person. Right. There's, you know, so they, they can compromise or whatever they want to do. Most of the time they compromise their principles. But you anyway. said that if yeah, somebody I mean, was liberty-oriented, you would vote for them, right? Right, but they're, I mean, I mean completely. Which yeah. most likely they're not going to be a politician if they are. You're absolutely right. Most party. likely that is the case, although up here in New Hampshire. I've got to say that Mark Warden, the winner of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance's uh, Legislator of the Year Award. And the number one target for the Democrats uh, in this state to yeah, what, take him out. Well, yeah. the, He's a pretty principled event that I have somebody like that here, I'll, I will vote for them. But it's not. Uh, it's not very likely. Ty, thanks it's, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Good luck out there and uh, have fun at the ballot box. We've got some of those issues, too, on the ballot in New Hampshire. One of them is to ban the income tax forever. Is that right? A constitutional yeah. amendment? constitutional banning? amendment, which would make it a higher threshold to, uh, to to bring about. I thought it was a ban on it as a constitutional amendment. I thought yes. it was. So meaning they would have to re-amend the Constitution. In, in the order. same way that alcohol was banned yeah. in the United States at one point. I got you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, here in New Hampshire, we've got liberty-oriented candidates all across the state. And uh, so you absolutely can vote for principle up here. But Ty's right. Most places, that's just not an option. And even a lot of the libertarian so-called candidates like Gary Johnson don't know principle if it hit him in the face. Uh, and by the way, I was talking with Daryl Perry about the Well, debate. it's really hard to be a principled candidate, I'd say. I mean, you know, you, it, takes, it takes a long time to get there. Um, okay, I think you should be principled before you become a candidate, but that's, you know, my opinion. Anyway, Daryl Perry said that he thought that uh, the Green Party lady, Jill Stein, won the debate, by the way. I thought, you know, um, okay, so I'm going to go be a pundit on this uh, this panel for the next debate, likely. Yeah, I heard and, about that. Uh, I'm, so I'm not going to give my opinion, but I disagree. Okay. Well, there's going to be some kind of a vote, right, to determine who the top They've already, two Jill candidates Stein and, uh, and Gary Johnson have already won that vote. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, that's good to know. So uh, we'll keep you in the loop, Mark. When's that happening? The 30th? It's the 30th, yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll let you know as uh, as that develops. Mark's going down to, where's that, D.C.? Yeah, Washington, D.C. I've heard, I've heard of the place.
Very cool. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. Dirty. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So I was arrested today at- It uh, the- looks like um, Jerry Johnson won by more than 10,000 votes over, oh, uh, really? over Jill Stein. Interesting. It's nice that everybody's got their opinion, but, you know. Palmer Town Hall is where I was arrested this morning at approximately 1130 And I have the police department's uh, statement here that I'm going to share with you. You'll get their perspective on what happened. And then you'll get the actual audio of what happened. Because as we talked about last night, Mark, uh, and you were getting very upset at me for suggesting that cops tell lies sometimes. I didn't say they, I didn't, well, two nights ago, whenever it was, it was recently. Uh, I didn't say they tell lies all the time. I said that they do have a tendency to tell lies. And maybe it's because they don't remember accurately. That's certainly a possibility. Maybe it's a mis If I could have downloaded this at the house, because I know what you said, and it was the cops lie. Yeah, cops do have a tendency to lie. That's no, absolutely no, that's true. not the statement. Cops lie. Cops are trained to lie. Mark. Cops lie. It could be a, a true statement in that every cop, as is every other, every human being, has told a lie once. And yep. that's a true statement. I didn't but say it's cops a misleading always lie. Statement in that you believe that every cop is lying most of the time. I didn't say. I did not say that. You put those words in my mouth, and I don't appreciate you doing that. No, no. Uh, that's what you said. That cops, cops lie most of the time. Lie. No. No, I did not say they lie most of the time. Did not I'm say just, that. I'm just quoting you. You keep putting those words in my mouth, no, and it's not true. You. Cops I said cops lie. lie. That's right. Because they do have a tendency to do that, and they've been trained to lie. Uh, anyway, I don't know if he's lying here in his report. We'll see what you think. Maybe it's just misremembering the facts. Maybe it's misreporting the facts as they happened. But we'll talk a little bit more about what happened when I was arrested. Play the audio for you as well. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is next. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity A scientific genius and his clever assistant Set out on an adventure through the solar system On a secret mission to find the key To access new frontiers and save liberty Quantum vibe There's a robot girl and zany creatures Made with genetically engineered features And corporate villains crave the opportunity This is Free Talk Live, toll-free. You may dial in at 855-453. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. You get to control the content there, by the way. If you find something online that you think is interesting, you think we might enjoy hearing about on Free Talk Live, and you think our listeners would enjoy it as well, go to freetalklive.com, hit the Submit Show Prep button, uh, which actually it's underneath the, yeah, there's a Submit Show Prep button also. You can go underneath Show Prep on the menu, and you'll find the Submit option there. Then you put in the link, put in a short description of what's at that link. It could be a link to a video. It could be a link to an article. It could be a, a blog post or something like that, something you think's fun, exciting, interesting, 
useful, outrageous, whatever. You post it, our listeners then get to vote on it. You get to vote on things, too. The most voted up will make it from the upcoming stories page to the front page of the website. Go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Now, if you're just tuning in, last hour, I was recapping... I'm not going to go through all the details for you, but uh, some activists and I went down from Keene, New Hampshire to Palmer, Massachusetts to uh, help a friend out who was losing his house. They were going to do a tax sale today. I brought my video camera they down. They did do a tax sale. Yes. I brought my video camera down to document the process, and uh, there was you know somebody brought a, a sign out as well. So, And there were some folks there from Massachusetts that were his friends who were also kind of helping you know, protest, I guess you could say. They were there. Yeah. And so we ended up going over to the Palmer Town Hall auction, or what was supposed to be the auction. We ended up not making it in. And when I say we, I mean everybody. Even the reporter who was there from the local newspaper, Lori, who had reported on this incident previously in the last summer. I had given her a heads up that we were going to be going down there. Uh, She was there. I think she was pretty shocked when they wouldn't even let her into this town auction. <laughs> she obviously had her official credentials. Presumably. Right? Yep. I mean, she's, you know, she is who she is, and they should know that. Ian's but. credentials are as official as anyone's credentials. I mean, we've got press badges for Free Talk Live. But I was never actually disallowed into the room because I never actually got that far. Mm-hmm. I was arrested as I walked down the hallway toward the room. Uh, but let me give you the police's side of the story. This is from Officer Raymond Tenser. Thursday, October 25th, 2012, at approximately 11.30 hours, I was assigned to the Palmer Town Hall auction area to assist in registering potential bidders. Really? You, the police officers, needed to be there to assist with registering potential bidders at this auction, which is run by an auction group called Zekos Auctioneers or whatever? The Zekos Group? Provides security for... You're telling me that... Right, but... He says they're assisting in registering potential bidders. That makes yeah. it sound like he's sitting down with a pad of paper. He's just and, wandering around, yeah. and suddenly you come in. Right. So I don't know if I believe that one, but whatever. At a briefing, uh, briefing prior to the auction, we were informed by the chief and the town's attorney that there were going to be people present who supported Jay Noon, the former owner of one of the properties. These people made it known through the media that they were going to be present at the auction for the express purpose of preventing it. We had been advised that one of the means planning to be used to disrupt the auction was to attempt to intimidate those attending the auction with verbal communications and the use of videotape. For this, because that's intimidating, right? To have a video camera around. Did anyone say that they were going to intimidate anyone with video cameras? I don't know if anyone intended to intimidate. I know that some folks intended to remind these folks that, hey, this is stolen property. Oh, by the way. I know that Jay was out front informing them uh, at the house that, uh, hey, you know, if you bid on this, if you're the winner of this uh, tax sale, you'll be included in my lawsuit. Which, I don't know if that's intimidation. That's just stating a fact. Hey, I'm going to file a lawsuit. Would you like to be involved? Go ahead and bid bid on the house. So, going on here. Uh, Also, no one would be allowed to create any kind of, excuse me, for this reason. We were instructed by the chief that no one would be allowed to electronic, electronic, Excuse me. Electronically? Uh, electronically record in the town building. And also, no one would be Which allowed is to... counter to the Glick decision and, and just a bunch of decisions all over the United States currently that says that public officials doing the public uh, pr- 
public job in a public place on, in a public place are not able to not they have no expectation of privacy you as a private citizen are and as a, the, a member of the press and i don't care if you've got a blog that what your mom reads you're a member of the press are able to go in uh, to a public building during a public auction of a, of a house that's owned by the public supposedly and yep. uh, videotape that and if you can and you can ask questions to people who are in this public thing and if they don't want to be videotaped they can hold up pieces of paper over their face and they can refuse to answer your questions right so i was pretty clear on this glick thing i mean i haven't read the whole decision but i've certainly read enough to know that also the report reads no one would be allowed to create any kind of disturbance inside the town building that would potentially interfere with the auction signs were posted throughout the building indicating that no recording was allowed and by the way, these signs, uh, I believe, I thought it said here that they had posted them that day in particular. But They could sounds- post signs that say no breathing allowed, yeah. but that wouldn't make them constitutional. Registration for the auction started at 1130 hours with several people waiting to register. A little after 1130, as I was standing by the door to the meeting room where the auction was to take place, with several other workers for the auction and Sergeant Haley when several people walked into the hallway. Uh, One person in particular had a video camera in his hand. This gentleman later identified himself as Ian Freeman, asked me if this is where the auction was. I advised him he had to shut off the video camera, that there was no videotaping in the building. Mr. Freeman stated he was going to videotape in the building. I then turned his attention to the sign by pointing to it that was There's posted. There's a sign! Look! The, <laughs> nobody signed it, neither! And, uh, this by, is a sign with no authority! Is a camera an electronic device? Yes. Oh. Anything with electricity flowing through it would qualify as okay. an electronic device. I then turned his attention to the sign uh, by pointing to it that it was. So does this to- mean that you could have one of those, like a hand cranked, uh, you know, a film, a film, <laughs> like the old style movie thing, <laughs> right? Or like static electricity? If I touch a balloon while I'm driving, I don't on think my that trampoline. would be electronic. No, I'm not electric. I don't think you're electronic <laughs> at that point now. Well, one I could argue give... that the human body is generating electricity on right? a regular basis. That's what they did in The <laughs> Matrix. They used our bodies to uh, to fuel themselves. Anyway, back to the report here. So he points to the sign. It was posted on the assessor's window, also on the front door, by the way. So uh, that read, no videotaping. He stated he was going to videotape anyways. I advised him he would have to shut the camera off. He refused to shut the camera off and stated he videotaped inside in the past. I asked him if he was refusing to shut the camera off, and he said he was going to videotape. His, uh, by the way, I never use the word tape. There's not a tape in my camera. Right, you hate that. Uh, his voice was becoming louder, and he was argumentative and confrontational. Now, remember that part, right? Because this is important to the whole, you were uh, disturbing right. the so uh, confrontational. So confrontational means you weren't doing what I said you were going to do. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to say, no, I'm going to videotape here and I'm going to go into this public meeting uh, with without your permission, without being confrontational. Right. Like confirma- confrontational means you didn't do what I said. You didn't do what I said. I, I got the badge and I've been a police officer. I got the silly lights on the top of my car. He didn't do what I said. But remember, they charged me with disorderly conduct, which has to do with being loud. It has to do with disturbing the peace. It has to do with those sorts of things. So that's why this por- portion is in here. And remember that statement as we play the actual audio from right. the incident. He asked me how I felt about the town auctioning off stolen property. He also asked me if I was aware of the Glick court decision. His actions were caught. So in case I didn't, you know, Pursu- yeah. pers- uh, you know, pr- Thanks for including right. that there, Officer Tenser. Right. I appreciate that being in the police report because I mean, to talk about that in court. Because <laughs> that's going to make it really easy. <laughs> his actions were – I mean, it would have been anyway because it's on the video. But uh, his actions were causing a disturbance in the hallway and were interfering with a registration process for the auction. By the way, I didn't know what the registration process looked like because it wasn't in the hallway. It was in the room 
in which I was not allowed. But nonetheless, I guess they're going to claim that I was so loud in the hallway that people just couldn't concentrate on registering for this auction. After my request, that to must turn- be what the claim is, because he said that he said that you were interfering with the registration process. So therefore, that must be the case, right? After my request to turn off the camera went unheeded and his behavior continued. It's apparently, a request. Apparently, he was just requesting I turn it off. Then what's I, the problem? Yeah, I took Mr. Freeman by the arm and led him down the hall to the police department. As he was being led into the booking area, he said, you know you're being videotaped. I led him through the door and at the booking bench advised him he was under arrest. Uh, Ian was booked and afforded all his rights, fingerprinted, and asked if he would like to make a phone call. Mr. Freeman stated he would not make a call at that time, but might make one later. You were afforded all your rights except for the right to film. <laughs> there you go. 855-450-FREE. So that is the report from Officer Raymond Tenser of the Palmer Police Department. They've actually got the audio from my camera. We'll play that for you here in a moment, and I guess you'll be able to determine whether or not I was argumentative, confrontational, becoming louder, and causing a disturbance in the hallway. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Got vampires, zombies ruining the neighborhood. From weapons expert Larry Correa, a new installment in the New York Times bestselling Monster Hunter series, Monster Hunter Legion. Publishers Weekly says this lighthearted testosterone soap sequel to 2009's Monster Hunter International will delight fans of action horror with elaborate weaponry, hand-to-hand combat, disgusting monsters, and an endless stream of blood and body parts. Monster Hunter Legion, on sale now wherever books are sold. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want, if you want. Or just sit back and listen in. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. That's kind of the point of the program. Bring up anything. 855-450-3733. And we're going to continue with your calls. I'm going to play the audio, though. I'm not going to put it off any longer here. I'm going to play about a minute and a half's worth of audio of me being arrested. This afternoon, as I walked into the town of Palmer offices... Uh, with uh, a company, by the way, I wasn't alone. I was accompanied by other liberty-minded folks from both Massachusetts and New Hampshire who had come down from New Hampshire to support Jay Noon as the town of Palmer attempted to uh, steal his home from him. Actually, they did successfully steal his home from him. And uh, Jay Noon is a member of the Free State Project. He's somebody who intends to make the move from Massachusetts, good move, to New Hampshire and uh, to join us because we've already made that move. Uh, there are almost 1,100 people who have made the move to or are actually are part of the Free State Project in New Hampshire, there are over 13,000 people who have pledged to make that very move. Uh, the number, by the way, is currently 1,099 currently in New Hampshire. 13,023 are signed up. We want to reach 20,000. We want that number to be 20,000 people pledged to move here. So we're about two-thirds of the way there, and we could use your help. If you love the ideas of liberty, if you understand what freedom is all about, and that is it's your freedom to live your life and how you want. If you move tomorrow, you can be mover number 1,100, right? It's true. I mean, you, you may know, have already. Well, I was like 829 or something. 829? I was 420 or 421. <laughs> I can't. Oh. No, no, I was 421. Yeah. Well, I think it was actually no, no. Julia and I. We were at 420 and 421. No, so. I, th- I thought it was 419 and 420. Well, whatever. Yeah. One of you was 420. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, Ian's the famous one. He gets to be 420. Uh so anyway, go to freestateproject.org. If you love liberty, if you want to do something about it and join with other people who also want to do something about it, because that's really the only solution is to have numbers, is to have concentration of activists. And there's a lot that needs to be done. New Hampshire may be the most free state of all the 50 states, but there are a lot of problems here. It ain't Massachusetts, though. They got some serious issues down there. 
Although, you know, to give Massachusetts credit, they do have marijuana decriminalization. Yeah, which, I've heard uh, that their court system's better New in New Hampshire some ways. doesn't have. Uh, so, let me get to the video here, or the audio feed from the video of me being arrested. As you heard in the last segment, just to recap, the police report says that I was becoming louder and argumentative and con- confrontational. And I uh, was causing a disturbance in the hallway and interfering with the registration process for the auction of this man's property and some other properties as well. So here's what happens. As I'm walking into the town hall, I'm approaching the I'm down, walking down the hallway, approaching the office in which I know this auction is being held. It's where all the people are hanging out outside. It's the same office where I had been a year ago, over a year ago, in that very office filming. at a different tax sale filming. Yeah. So now people weren't being allowed in. Which actually I didn't end up realizing because I never got to try to go in because I was arrested because this happened. Where's the auction? He works for us. He works for the town. Hey, where's the auction? Excuse me. It's going to be right here. Right in here? Yes. Okay, great. But you cannot video. Actually, I can. Not in here. You can't, sir. Um, I did last time, and I will do it again this time because it's freedom of the. Uh, let you know right it's now. Freedom sir. of the press. Yeah. Just because you post a sign doesn't everything. mean you get to eliminate the freedom of the press. And have you? Are you familiar with the Glick decision? Sir, I am just. I'm asking you a right question. Now. I'm telling you right officer. now. There is no videoing. What's your name, by the way? Officer Tenzar. There's no officer videoing Tenzar? in this town hall. Now, have you heard of the, gl- the Glick decision? Are you refusing to shut off the video camera? Have you heard of the Glick decision? Are you refusing to shut I'm off not the video refusing camera? to shut off the video camera. Then shut it off right I'm now, asking please. you, have you heard of the Glick decision? Sir. Are you, you might want to know about this before you put my. Uh, He's grabbing me at this point, by the way. So. You heard me say you might want to know about this. It's at that moment when he begins to grab me and lead me down the hallway. Now, did it occur to you to ask under what statute, by what, you know, authority? I don't care. I, I'm just curious, though, you know, if he was, because he said it's written down. So, right. like, what and, I No, can, it's on a sign. Right, so, on, you can, so you can a, sign, you can put a sign up that says in order for you to enter here, you've got to be naked. It's, but you right, can't right. enforce it, you know. It's in, like, New Times Roman with no, <laughs> <laughs> on a piece of paper with no, uh, like, a citation at all. I mean, this is this is what the legal system has devolved to in the United States. Just print it out. Somebody put it up. Puts a, oh just a no videotaping. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's laughable. All right, so let's continue. You might want to know about this before you put my before you arrest me. You might want to know about the Glick decision, me, which says that uh, every public employee is supposed to be subject to being recorded when they're on duties. This was a major court case. This is a major court case out of this particular... I'm being walked back to the This is ridiculous, room. man. You were here last time when I was recording. Sir. Let me in, Don't call me sir if you're going to treat me like an animal. Here we go. Well, I mean, he didn't you know, throw me up against a wall or anything like that, but nonetheless. Ugh. Here we go. This is where he takes the camera from. Come on, man. This is ridiculous. What are you, what are you guys doing? This is freedom of the press. This is a public place. This man is is assaulting me because I have a video device? What is going on here? That's it. So, how do you feel? Do you think that I was uh, becoming louder, argumentative, and confrontational before I was arrested? I don't think I was really that much louder, argumentative, or confrontational after I was, you know, being led down the hall. There's one point at which I raise my voice slightly, which yeah, is right that, when I'm being arrested. Yeah, I, I think that that's. It was more like a "come on," not a. Well, no, it was. Uh, it was this line. Yeah, and this time because it's freedom I of the. Uh, let you know right it's now. Freedom sir. of the press. 
Yeah. You're signed. Just because you post a sign doesn't everything. mean you get to eliminate the freedom of the press. And have you are you familiar with the Glick decision? Sir, I am just. I'm asking you a right question. Now. I'm telling you right now. There is no videoing. What's your name, by the way? Officer Tenzar. There's no video in this town hall. Now. Have you heard of the, gl the Glick decision? Are you refusing to shut off the video camera? Have you heard of the Glick decision? Are you refusing to shut off the video camera? I am not refusing camera? to shut off the video camera. Shut it off right I'm now, asking please. you, have you heard of the Glick decision? Sure. Are you refusing? You might want to know about this before you put my... That's me. The, 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 you might, might. want to know about this yeah. as you're giving him a warning about how, I don't know, his family could be rendered destitute because he's going to be held personally responsible for this. Yeah. As I understand the Glick decision, I'm not an attorney, but... He's going to hear from one uh, about this, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, that the officer is personally responsible. The Glick decision doesn't say uh, that uh, people that uh, public officials can uh, have no expectation of privacy. It reiterates that public officials have no expectation of privacy mm -hmm. in public. The. Uh, Second Circuit and uh, First Circuit, First Circuit Court of Appeals, I believe, mm. um, said that essentially they were trying to send a message and make it abundantly clear to police officers that they could not arrest people for videotaping and that they were going to be held personally responsible. So I really, you know, I feel bad for Officer Tenzer. He was just doing what he was told to do. Mm -hmm. but I don't feel sorry for him at all. Heck no. He's going to be the he's going to be that case that's made an example of good. Make an example of him. Well, they're trying to make an example of me and crack down on freedom of the press, and we'll see what ends up happening. I've been charged with disorderly conduct, which, of course, you know, they're not going to charge me with wiretapping. They're going to charge me with disorderly conduct uh, on this because, as you mentioned, Michelle, it is a catch-all charge. You know, if you if they're doing something, you're doing something they don't like, they can charge you with disorderly conduct. And normally, they're going to get a they're going to get their conviction uh, on this. And odds are good if I go in front of a judge, and I'm not real clear. Because, uh, you know, you can't really believe what the bureaucrats tell you when you're in their clutches, you know, that maybe they'll right. tell you the truth, maybe they won't. And it's scary. They've got guns and tasers and all yeah. sorts of things to... Yeah. Uh, and they'll use them. Yes. Yeah. And so I don't know if there's a jury that's available on this, in which case it could be in front of a judge and, you know, every time you're in front of a judge, you're going to get convicted. I mean, pretty much every single time. It's all about appeals. Uh, so, yeah, I'd have to have a lawyer on board. I contacted Simon Glick. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to him and get to, you know... It'd be great if he could come on board with well, this. He you know? was the young man arrested, and he's a lawyer. That's right. The Glick decision's all about him. We're coming up. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves if you'd like. 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. They're completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com with you tonight. It's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And uh, by the way, those features include our listening options. Live streams are available. Live uh, broadband, midband, and narrowband streams. And around the clock, you can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live. So it's 5 in the morning and it's in China. You know, you can be listening. Uh, because it's always there for you, and it's all free at listen.freetalklive.com. We've got over 110 great radio stations on AM and FM across the country that air the show at various different times throughout the week. Uh, in addition to that, our satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, 
as well as our free-to-air KU Band channel. The webcam is available to you as well, and listen lines. Jay Noon was telling me today that he is a big-time listen line listener because there's no radio station uh, up where he lives, and he doesn't have a smartphone. So if he wants to listen while he's on the road, that's the only option. Listen lines let you call from any phone that can dial long distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com and get tuned in there. Says he gives the listen line number to a bunch of his friends, which is really cool. That's awesome. So we'll continue here. We're going to listen to KU Band. I didn't ask him that, but somebody <laughs> did tell me that uh, our KU Band is apparently off the air. So I have to check that out. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look at any of those emails today. I've been so behind, having been basically held in a cage most of the day today. Uh, we can get back to more about my story, but we'll take your calls here. We've got Eric on the line in Columbus, in Ohio. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, I was calling because a couple of days ago, uh, someone called in and they were talking about the fair tax. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, say the fair tax? Yeah, the fair tax. Um, and it was kind of poorly conveyed about the prebate being a welfare check. Uh, that's exactly what the prebate is. Is it really, though? Because it should be, if it's worked how it's supposed to work is that you pay tax up to the poverty line and that's okay. what the money you'd be getting back. So as long as so in that in that case then if a welfare recipient only receives enough money from the government to uh to pay pay taxes with it, that's not welfare in your mind? No, because if you have to almost everybody, I don't know anybody who doesn't, have to send some money for for living in general, housing and food. No, 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 that didn't answer my question. So somebody who's receiving a check from the government, let's call it welfare, just for the sake of discussion here, let's say they're uh, poor or something like that, if they're using that welfare money to pay taxes, then you don't think that's welfare? The money isn't used to pay taxes. Uh, yeah, you're saying that the prebate, this is the, just for our listeners that don't know, this prebate is the, uh, the little cover term for welfare check, where the government sends a check to every individual with a social security number in the United States, and they say that this check is to be used to where you you will pay the tax. I haven't heard about this. No, 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 this is, this is what it is. You you are to use this money to pay the, the, in theory, this money is to cover the taxes on the products that you need to live. So the idea behind this so-called fair tax is that it's going to be, you know, a 20 to 30 percent tax on absolutely everything that you buy. And so the, uh, the suggestion here as well, since some people are poor, we're going to go ahead and help them pay those taxes, that first X amount of dollars worth of taxes. So we're going to cut them a check every single month and send that to them. And this is interesting, isn't it? Because the people who support the fair tax are generally more the kind of conservative mindset. So it's funny listening to conservatives defend welfare. Go ahead, sir. Well, no, I don't particularly want the fair tax in general, but it, just to use round numbers, if you set the poverty line at $1,000 and the tax is going to be $10, if you spend $1,000, you're going to spend $100 in tax, right? Okay. So the prebate would be that $100 in tax up to the poverty line, essentially. Uh-huh. And it's still a right. check so from the government. It's your money back uh, is what the claim right. is here. It's getting your tax money back. It's money you actually haven't paid yet, actually. They're giving you the money in advance. It's a prebate. You're getting the money for the month ahead. 
that they expect you to use to buy things on the retail market. If but, I take that if I take that money and use it to buy things in the secondhand market, they're not getting any mo- uh, any tax money out of it. That would be true. You're getting a check from the government. You take that check to the bank. Money gets deposited in your bank account. You then do with it as you please. The government arbitrarily determines, we think the average family that's poor will spend this amount of money. That, you know, what, From whatever calculations, they determine that there's a certain amount of money that the average family who's poor will utilize to spend money on new things every single month. And they send you that amount of money as a check they call it a prebate, and apparently some people think that's not welfare. And and it has all the um, – even if it came afterwards, it was a post-bait, mm-hmm. um, even if it did, it still has all the trappings of – uh, welfare, like creating it, an entitlement mentality, it, it, right? People get entitled to it. The government uh, collects information. They're, you know, first they're going to want your social security number and your address and your name and your kids and mm-hmm. how many kids you have and all these things. And then they're going to start ratcheting up that information. They always want more information. How many miles a, a year do you drive? Let um, me tell you about my little experience most recently with California, actually, who has levied the California Tax Franchise Board, which has levied my bank account. I can no longer have a bank account in the United States, so that means I can't bring money in from outside the United States, which is what I've done for the last 25 years, to spend here in the United States. So I don't get to spend money anymore. Gee darn. So I've already stopped employing people. I've stopped having businesses. I've stopped spending seven figures a year of money that that was made outside of this country and given freely to this one. And so what is the California Tax Franchise Board? They have claimed that I owe $41,900 for 2007. I didn't even live there. And they've told me that I have to prove that I didn't live there. And in order for me to prove that I didn't live there, they want to have all the information about how many kids I have. My kids don't even have social security numbers, or two of the three of them don't. So you're saying they're going to get this intrusive to cut a check for the uh, the prebate? Is that what you're getting at? Well, no, I'm just saying like... Just wondering Mark, what that has to do Mark, with the welfare Because check. Mark was talking about the invasiveness that once you, once the government gets involved with the taxation system with you and Right, invites, so you're expecting the same sort of invasiveness with this, this exactly, prebate. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's welfare through and through, bro. Just because they call it something else doesn't mean it's not welfare. All right. Well, I thank you for expanding my, my knowledge on that one. Um, I don't agree with taxes in general anyway, so I, I hate the whole fair tax or the income tax. Or all okay, that good thing. to know. So this is just fair another, tax? Another it's another an oxymoron. How is well, theft yeah. ever fair? Right. You know it's bad right out the gate when they start calling it tax fair. is not uh, well, fair. I think that there's some value to the fair tax over the current IRS system because, you know, it's prob- it's, le- it's likely that far fewer people will be incarcerated over it because of its implementation. And it has that kind of feeling that, oh, well, all those other people that aren't paying taxes are going to have to pay, and therefore mine will go down. Of course, this is a pipe dream because the federal government is spending more than 43% of, excuse me, more than 43% of federal government spending is debt. So therefore, you know, even under our current system, uh, you know, they're spending far more money than than what it, people are paying in anyhow. And the expectation that they're going to spend less is ridiculous. And if they get more money, they'll just spend more money. And think about, I think about 
how welfare works and like food stamps. They say, I don't know if you've ever been in line with anyone at the grocery store who's using whatever is WIC or something like that. Mm-hmm. They tell you you can buy this and this, but you can't buy this or this. So anytime you you contract with the government for anything, you open up Pandora's box. Well, they could probably remedy that, Michelle, by issuing like prebate cards like they have with the welfare cards some, in some places where they actually have a swipeable uh, card. But, you know, we don't know exactly exactly what the plan is going to be at this point. But nonetheless, Eric, any other thoughts you want to share? Uh, no, that's it. Hey, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Glad to hear you're not uh, a conservative or whatever I thought that you were. No, thanks no, for... no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, welfare is welfare. Poor Pandora in her box. She gets blamed for everything. Ooh, <laughs> wow. What? I mean, it's always people Whoa. talking about Pandora's box. Is that a sex joke? Let's go to Lord. No, it's just listening. about a, it's a box joke. In New York. Lord, you're on Free Talk Live. What's up? Hey, well, we're doing a radio show, and we'll find out what's up with you here in a moment. Hang on. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control here. And still more to come from the adventures in legal land, uh, because we haven't gotten to the court portion of what happened uh, today. 855-450-FREE with me being arrested for holding a video camera in a public place. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves if you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site. One of those features is our news updates. You can get signed up. And by the way, I have totally spaced on doing any hooting tonight, Mark. I hope you have done so. (laughs) You haven't either? Shame on you. Now it's my fault because you forgot. Between the two of us, we're supposed to get that taken care of. I just hooted. We're such noobs uh, to the social network. At least you're not tooting. Or pooting. <laughs> that does go on sometimes. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for emailed updates. Also follow us on Twitter and Facebook, which allows you to get updates during the show when we're on the ball, which is most nights. And uh, also questions we'll ask on the uh, during the program on Twitter and Facebook. We'll put some show prep links in there, too. And it's a good way to get interactive, extra interactive over at news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. If you have a company and you need to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can handle it for you. Uh, the principals over there at SACL CAI, Jason Osborne, his dad, Mike, are uh, big supporters of Free Talk Live and big supporters of the ideas of liberty. And uh, you can support Free Talk Live and support the ideas of liberty by doing business with SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Links to their relatively new website, SACL CAI. All right, so let's continue here. We've got Lord on the line in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. It's Lauren, man, not Lord. Lauren, Lauren. I apologize. Our board op got uh, got the spelling Listen wrong. Listen to that deep, sexy voice. Go ahead, Lauren. Lauren. Oh, 
Thank you. You're welcome. You have a pretty high, sexy voice yourself. (laughs) You guys should get a room. (laughs) Mutual admiration society. I love these. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got my selective service um, letter thing today. How old are you? I'm 18. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. How old are you guys? (laughs) 32. Old enough to be your mom. Oh. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what are you going to do with that letter? Oh, no. Well, what are you considering? Well, I'm not going to join the military. I think I did. You just take a big old toke. (laughs) You did, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, you could hear it in his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) So you're not going to join the military. That's good. Uh, You know, when I was 18, I was too scared. I didn't know enough. I uh, I went ahead and I sent that card back. Um, I don't think I would do the same thing today. Oh, really? What would you do? Nothing. I'd probably just ignore it. I was thinking about, like, buying some baby powder and just setting it back with the baby powder in it. That's oh, a bad idea. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Because, you know what, the, the government doesn't quite have the sense of humor that y'all have, you yeah, know? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're better off not responding to it at all. But then again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm, you know, maybe there are some consequences to it. Although, have we ever heard of that? I mean, has anybody ever experienced... No, 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 no. You can't take out federal student loans. That doesn't mean you oh, can't, yeah. like, get a loan for a car or something. And I doubt, for, you know, this is just me speculating here. I'll bet you they don't know that you haven't turned in your selective service. They you don't know that you have received the letter unless it was sent to you certified mail and you had to sign for it or something. That's true. That's a good point. Well, I've already prepped myself for it, you know, psychologically with the meditation and, you know, with... uh you know, reading stuff on the internet about our government. So I already know what's going to happen in a couple of years. What do you think going to happen? <laughs> well, we discussed it uh, yesterday, Ian. You know, uh, it's going to be a world war. So, oh, we're, oh uh, that's right. right. Okay, so you were the one with the uh, the viewpoint that uh, everything's going to come crashing down and uh, yeah. it's going to be violent. There is already a world war. And that, well, no, no, but he means it's going to be brought to your street, Michelle, that they're going to be, you know, occupying, they're going to be, you know, putting people to death, they're going to be hurting peaceful people even more so than they currently are today. Uh, you have that kind of uh, apocalyptic vision for the future in this country. Yep. And where does that come from? Do you, does that come from like a... Uh, just an apocalyptic sort of view, or you think that it, the world can't sustain um, the, the current, you know, aggression, and it's just going to kind of implode? Or, or why do you think that? Well, it comes from our politicians. You know, Obama signed the NDAA law, mm-hmm. extended the Patriot Act, and so I, I know what it's all for. You know, so. So are you? Um, are you like? Uh, researching all the FEMA camps and and everything like that? Not really. Not so much on the FEMA camps. I mean, that stuff doesn't matter, you know, because they're not going to take me in a FEMA camp. They're going to have to kill me. Mm. (laughs) Lord, I don't uh, really have anything else to say. Lauren, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Good luck with the selective service and your decision there. I know it's probably a tough one to make because they do threaten people. Thank you. They do threaten people with a $500,000 fine and, you know, years in prison. Uh, plus, you know, you won't get whatever federal money you might be looking for if you're one of those folks who wants to get money from the feds to go to college. They won't They won't do that. They won't hire you, supposedly, for uh, the federal government. If you're looking to be a government bureaucrat, uh, you should probably send that card back. 
But, Mark, you're saying you don't think they know about it? I don't know if I'd bank on that one. I wouldn't bank on it, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd do some research in that area. But I'll bet, I mean, the government is such a sieve when it comes to information. I mean, these these organizations mm-hmm. can't talk to each other. Uh, they can't get they can't get email. I mean, they just they can't do anything some right. Of them. And some of them. I would be would I would not be surprised at all if they passed some law that said if you don't sign up for selective service, you can't do this, this, that, and the other. But the only way they'll know is if you check a box that says no, I haven't signed up for selective service, and I'm over the age of eighteen. It does break my heart a little bit, you know, with my sons who are nearly 17 and my other one will be 19 tomorrow. And, you know, they're teenagers and they're a little angsty and I, you know, don't always like them right now so much. But um, the, and they certainly don't like me so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, neither one of them have Social Security numbers. So consequently, yeah. they don't, the selective service, the government doesn't even know they exist. And so... Essentially, they're immune. They don't go to government school. They don't go to government school. So they're essentially immune to this. And, you know, one of them was like, "Ah, what's the big deal? With the selective service? Right. What's the big oh deal, Mom? I mean, so well, what is uh, the big deal, Ian? You could be drafted. Well, and you signed up for the selective service. You've made it uh, as long as you have. Just because you're they drafted. brought the draft Wait back. a second, Ian. Just because you're drafted doesn't mean you have to go. Look, if. My advice. Most people think you do. My advice is, is if you feel that there's some benefit to signing up for the selective service, then sign up for the selective service and get that benefit. Because there's the chances no of you being uh, drafted are pretty slim. The uh, I, I don't I think don't know, I don't think America's bringing back the they're draft. Re, they're restaffing the draft boards around the country. When, when the did law, you read that story? That was like last seven year. years ago. The law no, is still in year. effect. People say, oh, we don't have yeah, the draft anymore. Yeah, no, it is still in effect. It is. Right. The draft look, boards if are they draft staffed. Me, I'm not going. If you, want, if you don't Good. want to be drafted, you're over 26. It's, a, it's, it's the draft sign up for the local they, Quaker meeting. You won't have to if go. They bring the Easy, draft back, Tiger. Don't I'm you yell at me. He's in a yelling mood this week. He is. Now, uh, the, Stick that they, vein back in your head, If buddy. they bring the draft boards back, there have been proposals. Excuse me. The draft Why boards are back. Suffer? If they bring the draft back, the proposals have been that they could draft you up to age 46. Indeed they have. Why suffer for some imagined thing when you can avoid that possibility by just doing not refusing the draft, moving yeah, to some yeah. other country? Um, joining up to a local uh, peace church like the Quakers, the Mennonites, mm-hmm. the Amish, uh, the, uh, the Heterites. Uh, there's there's just a whole bunch of things you can do. You I agree with go. you. I, no, I'm with you, and I'm glad you're encouraging people to, to not go to the draft and to think to themselves that if they are drafted, uh, that they can say no. Or if and do what they did in the, in the Vietnam War. Many people went and just uh, monkey-wrenched the whole war. I mean, one of the reasons they had to come back is because the people who were fighting it didn't want to be there, and they were messing things up. I think think that that puts people's lives in danger, and I wouldn't do that. I think that uh, you're right, Mark. Odds are against the draft coming back, at least immediately, but they've been kind of talking about about it for a while. And they've been talking about it in the form recently of the uh, uh, – obviously, the Selective Service is the mechanism used to conduct the draft. But they've been talking about creating the National Service Corps. Uh, the National Service Program, which uh, has been proposed, we're going to be... need someone to to uh, give those old people that are not going to be able to be covered with Social Security and Medicare their euthanasia shot or whatever. They're going to have all kinds of busy work and who knows what. But the idea is to have a civilians National Service Corps that is as large as the military, as large <sighs> and as well funded, as powerful and as well funded as uh, the military. Is the quote that's from been the proposal? Obama. That was the proposal back in two thousand eight during that 
uh, presidential campaign. We haven't heard much talk about it this time around. It kind of bubbles up every now and then in you know online with some sort of proposal again here and there, but it hasn't really been pushed too heavily recently. And maybe that's because they're having an easier time getting people into the military. Maybe it's because you know the economy took a dive and people are more apt to join the military voluntarily, and so maybe they just don't feel the same. It's your education paid for. They don't see see the same uh, crush. Uh, the, the same sense of urgency that uh, that they had before. But the draft mechanisms are there. They have been in place ever since the draft was shut down. All they have to do is throw a switch. Those draft boards are already staffed. So keep that in mind. 855-450-FREE. But I agree with Mark. You can always say no and refuse to cooperate. Uh, hour number three is next. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour. You can bring up anything that you want. 855-450-FREE. If I get a chance, I'll tell you more about my adventure in legal land today as I was uh, kidnapped and held in a cage and then another cage and then uh, brought into a courtroom, uh, all for the dastardly crime of recording video in a public place in Massachusetts, the very same place where the uh, infamous Glick decision came about that uh, confirms your right as a free individual member of the free press to record government bureaucrats while they're performing their so-called duties, especially so in public places. We can continue that here in a moment. But we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Speaking of we, it's Ian here with you. Michelle. And Mark. All right. So 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we go to your phone calls. Tom is listening in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know if you people are old enough to remember the days when you uh, people temp agency, the the temp agency would send people. You send you out on a job, uh, and you get there. Maybe telemarketing, maybe data entry. You get there, and all the other ones are puffing away on cigarettes. And your option is either walk off or breathe poison. And if you walk off then the judge is going to ask you, why aren't you paying your child support? You walked away from a perfectly good job, and you'd wind up being thrown in jail with chain-smoking cellmates. So it wouldn't even do any good <laughs> to walk off the job at, at that point. And now, <clears throat> nowadays, we non-smokers have defeated them. Uh, yes, there was some government intervention involved in there, but we won that war and so there's no excuse for this New Hampshire law. This is one of the things that some of the members of the legislature that are free staters or libertarians need to look at. It's RSA 275, uh, Section 37A, which says that no employer shall require as a condition of employment that any employee or applicant for employment abstain from using tobacco products outside the course of employment as long as the employee complies with any workplace policy. Now, if they do away with this unjust law that unjustly infringes on who you can hire, mm-hmm. then some businesses 
might just say, okay, let's get rid of all the smokers that are driving up the cost of the health insurance, and then we can make more money, more profits for us, or raise the wages and you know get better help here, and there'd be more jobs for people that deserve them. You well, know, I don't we think that, that a non- I don't think that a smoker doesn't uh, deserve a job if he or she is willing to work. But I agree with you that business owners should be able to make decisions about who they want to hire and, and who they don't. And uh, Tom, as always, thanks for the call eight five five four fifty free. Get rid of him before he starts going on his hate rants about whatever it is he. It's not fair. He wasn't talking about that stuff at all. It's true. I didn't want to get to that point. Uh, but yeah, I think that. <laughs> oh, I, so you that's you, the cut, you cut him yeah. off before he had a chance to say anything bigoted. Yeah, <laughs> it's your show. He well, you know, he's been. Uh, I don't know. He's been chronic recently. So do you know that I've never had a chance to talk to him? Oh, I'm so sorry. I yeah, no. You were just, actually dealing with your son who come in. To I know, do but it's just funny that the one time I have a chance, I'm like off doing something else. Well, what did he want this time? Oh, don't worry about it. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. No, he was talking about business owners not uh, business owners being forced to hire smokers as opposed to being able to make a like a policy, for instance, that says, oh, if you smoke cigarettes, you can't work here. Oh. And business owners should be able to make a decision like that. Sure. Although, really, business owners shouldn't be forced to be paying for health insurance. And if that were the case, then the business owner may not really be so concerned with that particular aspect of what their employees are And if they didn't have to provide smoke breaks in a smoking section yeah. and what have you. One right. of the reasons that health uh, that uh, employers provide health insurance, and um, frankly, this is one of the ways that employees are made into serfs for the employer. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that you would ever want this. I mean, what you want is, is you want to be able to get as much money as you can from your employer so that you can get the health insurance you you want to get and if you can get together with and get group benefits from other place but this whole group benefits thing is really born out of employers buying uh, health insurance for their employees and this is frankly where the mess started but the mess started because of taxes these uh, these benefits the employers buy these health insurance it's not taxable and so there's no income tax on it. So this is a way for employers to essentially move funds to their employees without a tax uh, burden on the employee. And that's why this happened. So if it wasn't for the distortion in the marketplace known as the income tax, this whole thing would never have happened. Mm-hmm. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So I was arrested today to, to continue the story because we only really got to the arrest uh, of the portion of the story. I was arrested today in uh, Palmer, Massachusetts for walking into Town Hall, a public place, with a video camera and recording. Uh, They charged me with disorderly conduct, of of course, because they couldn't possibly charge me with wiretapping. I was obviously recording them. And uh, so now I'm facing yet another possible, you know, I'm not sure if it's jail time or not. I've heard that it's, I've heard that it is and I've heard that it isn't. So I'm not, I'm not clear on that. But either way, I'm facing. But you're going to sue them. Um, if it's possible, you know, I'd be interested in that. If if I can find an attorney that's interested in, in doing that, and hopefully I will. Mr. Glick. Yeah, I'm going to talk to him uh, as soon as possible. I've left him a message today, the attorney from the famous Glick case, which reaffirms your right as an individual to record government bureaucrats and the performance of their duties as government bureaucrats in public. And so just to bring you up to speed here, I was arrested, charged with disorderly conduct. I was uh, held in a cell. 
and held there for about an hour. They uh, they let me out, and uh, you know, throughout this time, was having a conversation. Not when I was in the cell, but outside during booking and all that, having a conversation with the police chief, uh, Robert Frederick, who you know, despite the fact that his agents and he were doing the wrong thing by arresting the members of the press, was at least cordial. Uh, was it you know conversational, willing to talk about issues? We talked about the war on drugs, for instance, and uh, you know, taxes, the federal government. You know, we we're all kind of all over the map with with different uh, topics of conversation. Well, they're all intertwined. Sure. And the war on drugs is the, you know, this 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 big tax sucking program that they've got. I mean, so taxes, uh, you know, it's all about taxes. There'd be, you know, billions and billions of dollars available to the American public if it wasn't for this basically war on marijuana he he didn't agree that uh you know drugs should be legalized well, but duh. we did talk about we did talk about uh i you know i brought up uh, portugal to him i talked to him about how portugal's had decriminalization i don't for the care last i got a job being a policeman he didn't say he didn't care uh he you know i suggested he check it out and told him that portugal over the last decade has dramatically reduced like something like they've got 40 percent of the amount of addicts they previously had during prohibition during total prohibition so kind of shared some of the success stories with him we talked about uh, the black market and alcohol prohibition and various different things like that so you know there were some productive conversations i think that that went on in the back with the the department i uh hung out in a cell for an hour as i waited didn't uh, was not fed or anything like that they apologized he did apologize for not feeding me, but I nonetheless did not get food. And uh, the <laughs> sorry court, about that. The court did not feed me either. <laughs> I had uh, I had I had some food briefly before I had to, like a pop tart before I left in the morning. And so literally, I I didn't pretty much eat from say eight in the morning to around. Uh, oh, and that's terrible for you. You get grouchy. You have that that fast well, I was metabolism. A little, I was a little bit loopy in court. I ended up in court at around four o'clock in the afternoon uh, after finally getting out of the you know the uh, the town lockup. Uh, they took me over to court. I waited in the catacombs beneath the court uh, for you know whatever person to come talk to me. They finally brought me up into the courtroom. I met with the prosecutor and. I told them, and obviously I had a lot of time to think about, you know, what what did I want to do, right? Because I'm facing this disorderly conduct charge. It's a misdemeanor. Actually ended up kind of talking the police department into charging me with a town violation instead of a misdemeanor. But they ended up putting both of the charges on the sheet. And I feel like there was a miscommunication between the police and the prosecutor. And so she's like basically coming at me with both disorderly conduct charges now. So I actually have two disorderly conduct charges. One is a misdemeanor. The other is a town ordinance violation disorderly conduct (laughs) one of them will stick right so her plea deal offered to me was 50 bucks that she would drop the misdemeanor i think it was and i would get the uh, convicted of the town ordinance uh violation in massachusetts you're you you can be responsible or not responsible for those things and so i would be uh, responsible for that and it would be a 50 dollar fee and i told her that look you know Normally, I, you know, I'm not interested in taking plea deals. However, this is Massachusetts, and I would prefer not to come back here. So I told her that I'd be willing to take the deal if it meant that I could just, you know, we could just all be done with this today, and I wouldn't have to come back here. And and because I had talked to uh, the police chief previously, one of the motivating factors for me not wanting to come back was they had my video camera and my cell phone, and I wanted to have mm. my footage and I wanted to have my phone back, mm-hmm. and. You know, they were willing to give those things. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll-free, bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have there for you. Uh, They include our Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, again, shrine.freetalklive.com. Strategic Survival. It's a book on, you know, sort of to teach you how to survive in a... Strategically. Strategically <laughs> in a bunch of different uh, scenarios. If you're tired of general preparedness and strategic survival, excuse me, survival advice with no reason or context behind it, or you think you that the uh, single scenario focus of survivalists on TV shows is silly. Strategic survival is, uh, is the book for you. It's got all kinds of different scenarios and step-by-step the things you need to do to prepare for it. Also, um, it's got, uh, you know, they, they, they give you know, ways to practice in order to be prepared, whether the equipment that you need, improvisation ideas that you can uh, carry with you for more permanent infrastructure, and includes recommendations for training and practice, as I said, uh, for added confidence and experience. Go check it out at strategicsurvival.com. It's a great book. You can get an ebook format and all these, these kind of things, strategicsurvival.com. All right, so we're going to continue with your calls. By the way, uh, apologies, last segment got cut off uh, inappropriately uh, due to, I don't know, somebody didn't pay attention, and I was definitely one of those people who wasn't paying attention at the time. We were talking about uh, the what happened to me today. I was arrested for so-called disorderly conduct. The actual crime, well, I went to attend a public, what was supposed to be a public tax sale, which, by the way, was closed to the public. Uh, Even though it was advertised as open to the public, it was closed. Not anyone could get in unless they had a $5,000 cashier's check or money order in their hand uh, being willing to come in, uh, you know, and lay that down to possibly bid on something. Made out to the town of Palmer? Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, uh, they weren't letting anybody in. They didn't even let the reporter in from the Republican, which is the local newspaper in the area. This is, uh, she reports over at MassLive.com. Her name's Lori. She was there to report on the whole situation as well. She couldn't even get into this so-called <laughs> public tax sale. I think she was pretty shocked by that. Uh, they wouldn't let anybody into this uh, this public meeting. And I was arrested outside of it for carrying a video camera, recording with a camera in the hallways of the town of Palmer building, wherein this uh, town auction was uh, being conducted. So I was uh, finally taken out into uh, the from the caging cell, the the cell in the town offices next to the police department to the cells in the court. They finally removed me from the cells in the court after another half an hour or so, and then brought me up into the courtroom where I talked to the prosecutor and she offered me her deal, which was a fifty dollar of. You know, fifty dollars to make one of the charges, two disorderly conduct charges. One was a misdemeanor; the other, a town ordinance. Make one of them go away, and the other one uh, would be the fifty dollars. And so I, con- I really considered it. Doing I really you a did. favor—that was so nice of her. I really considered it because I don't want to go back to Massachusetts. I just don't like being down there. I don't want to be there. 
And so, I, you know, I've made my stands plenty of times in New Hampshire. And sure, had this sure. been New Hampshire, I would have made that stand there. And I told her, look, I'll uh, – you know, I'm going to put in because we both got to put in our recommendations on this this plea deal thing, right? So I put in uh, that you would make it a uh, suspended fine, right? Because here in New Hampshire, they do this frequently. They'll suspend the fine, meaning you don't actually pay the fine unless you get arrested for something else down the line. And the prosecutor looked quizzically at me. She did not understand. I was like, well, they do this in New Hampshire. I guess they don't do that in Massachusetts. She said they have something called on file or file it. And that would be where there would be no fine and it would go on some sort of file. And then they could be you know, wiped out eventually or something like that. So I wrote I down. I can't believe she's never heard of a suspended It was unbelievable. Fine. So I, uh, I wrote or file it you know, or whatever. So I wrote that down and I said, now, wait a minute. I'm not actually pleading, right? This is just a negotiation. She's like, well, this is the plea form, but you can withdraw if she doesn't accept your version of the plea. So I went into the court. This was presented to the judge. And obviously, you know, no one was expecting this to happen. Nobody else had a video camera with them. So none of this was recorded by any activists. But there were folks sitting there watching. And uh, I kind of got to talk to the judge about this and told her, you know, my position. Hey, look, lady, uh, I've had my whole day taken from me already. I don't want to come back to Massachusetts. Why don't you just call this a day and we can all go home? Wasn't going to call it a day, was she? Nope. She wanted to do the $50. She she accepted the prosecutor's recommendation of the $50. And I said, look, uh, I don't accept that. How about this? I'll pay the $50 to a local charity instead. She didn't accept that offer. So I said, well, I'm going to withdraw my plea. We'll go to trial. If you want to go to trial, then we'll go to trial. She's like, whoa, this is your choice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Yes, and because the law and the enforcement of it is arbitrary, it was your officer's choice to arrest me in the first place. Right. And, and, well, and it was her choice to stick with her fine. I right. mean, you know, this is a negotiation. Two people make choices here. Yep. This is not one person negotiating with a tree. So she's chosen, rather than to just let this go, She's chosen to go ahead and go with a trial where they're going to have to impanel maybe a jury. I'm still not sure if it's jury or juryable or not, but uh, they could you know, have Probably to pay for not. a jury to They've be there. They've got to figure out a way to spend that money they're collecting. They're not collecting money from me because no, I'm not paying the $50. No, they're collecting the $19,000 from the sale of Jay's house so, at the auction. Basically, I mean, I was willing to do you know, the unthinkable and just take the plea to make this go away, as most people do to take pleas because I don't want to be in Massachusetts. But I wasn't willing to pay their fine. I wasn't willing to go that far with it. And since she wanted me to pay the fine, she's like, all right, fine. Let's just go ahead and go to trial. So I've got my pretrial date, and we'll see what happens. That'd be so great if you could get Simon Glick to come in and The guy behind the Glick decision. Yes, absolutely. I got him on the phone briefly tonight. He was just like, it was after hours. I just called him. Because he's down at Boston University, so he's in Massachusetts. Yeah, right, which is why this is all the more of an interesting and and useful place to uh, to have this happen. If it's going to happen, it's a good thing it happened there. But you you can empathize with people who, you know, they get picked up for something silly or whatever, and... You know, the temptation to take a plea deal is really strong when you're like, I can't afford to take off a day of work and get a sitter for my kids and what have you. And I already had taken a day off of work, you know, not intending to, because I literally spent all day, pretty much all day in their clutches today. So I think that's pretty much the story. Do y'all feel like I, you know, obviously you weren't there, so you don't know what I missed, but were there any questions before we move on? Well, I'm glad that you stated in that the last little piece there that there were no other activists that had cameras which i was right. a little bit surprised because typically you know daryl had one with him earlier but i believe the batteries died mm. in it so that was that and you couldn't very well hand yours off to someone 
Yeah. Oh, by uh, the way, uh, one other thing. Credit to the police department, uh, the, the chief there. He totally didn't have to give me my stuff back. But we, I was able to, you know, negotiate with him. Hey, look, I'd really like to have my camera back at least. You know, if you need to keep the SD card, that's fine. Because otherwise, they're just going to keep the camera and keep my cell phone. Sure. Uh, and obviously, my cell phone, smartphone, there's some pretty important stuff on there. And uh, so that was one of my motivating factors. Be like, I don't want to have to come down here. I'd rather just you know, make this go away, get, like, get my stuff back. Well, it wasn't going away. It's, it's going to trial. So I'm thinking, okay, am I going to get this stuff? And yes, I did actually end up getting the camera. They found an SD card reader in the police department. So I actually even wow. got the SD card back. Uh, and I copied the file that I uh, was on my cell phone that I'd recorded because I had the cop recorder program on my cell phone. So I was recording simultaneously on my cell phone and my camera. I copied that file, emailed that to him. That way they didn't have to take my camera's SD card. So I actually walked away with the camera and the cell phone nice. with both SD cards. And, you know, they didn't have to do that. So nice. as far as police departments go, yeah, they did That's the wrong kind. thing so by arresting me. is that like me. a rapist using a condom? Yeah, I guess you could put it that way. 855-450-FREE. I'd rather deal with nicer cops than thugs, I'd rather someone rape me than use a condom. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Toll-free number for you to bring up anything you want. It's 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you'll find there. We've got a lot of them. And they include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. Like the rest of our site, it's totally free. Bitcoins, they are an online, peer-to-peer, open-source currency that uh, allow you to send and receive money on the Internet without having to pay any fines. They're, they're amazing. They're, they're, I think, probably the most important invention of this decade. Check them out at weusecoins.org, and you can get your free uh, Bitcoin wallet, online Bitcoin wallet, at blockchain.info. With this online Bitcoin wallet, you can uh, actually send, of course, money to people's Bitcoin wallets that they have on their computers. But you can also send it via email to your Facebook friends or to anyone's cell phone number in just about any country around the world. They've got apps for Android and jailbroken iPhones. You can go get it all for free at blockchain.info. I actually thought you said... um uh, in that, that you can sin on the internet, uh, not send on the internet. <laughs> I'm reasonably certain that, uh, that that it's been done. I think I've done it. Let's like go to times. the phones here. Rob is listening in Michigan, the Benton Harbor area, to WSJM FM. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing? Just Thanks great. for having me. Thank you. Go ahead, sir. Oh, I don't want to veer off subject or anything. It's um, okay. It's I free talk it's, live. You can bring up anything. Well, I think it's pretty absurd, A, that Police and the government, via Patriot Act and all that stuff, have warrantless wiretapping and video surveillance of civilians. But anytime anybody raises a camera phone or just a any kind of recording device, almost anywhere, they're they're persecuted, prosecuted, and so on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it totally goes against the ideas of a free society. Yep. 
I love Coplock's motto, which is badges don't grant extra rights, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, they're servants to the people. You know, the people aren't servants to them. Um, unfortunately, they forgot that. I don't think they ever believed it. They're not held accountable for that, you know? And, and why? Because most people, most of us, and I'll even include myself in that, you know, because sometimes I'm, I, I can't be bothered. Um, you know, we don't um, take them to task and people are, are busy, whether it's watching TV or, I don't know, taking care of their family and their job and what have you. So, you know, it requires diligence if you're going to um, have a representational government, which <laughs> I don't think it works because in order for the, it to work properly, you have to exercise some sort of... Um, of uh, containment on these representatives otherwise they get out of out of hand and they like their power absolutely Absolutely. and you know i think not only that but a a bigger issue is the confiscation of private property um those are your personal items they weren't used in a violent crime um it's pretty. It's pretty ridiculous. The well, their excuse for it is that they needed to collect evidence, right? So, actually, while I was being arrested, you can see in the video when it goes online, which it will later tonight at freekeen.com, uh, you'll see I actually attempt to pass the camera to David, one of the activists that uh, was there, and the cop blocks me from passing off the camera during the arrest because they want to preserve that evidence. They want that right. for their for their trial. So you should arrest him for disorderly conduct because he <laughs> was interfering in your business as a um, as a a, uh, uh, journalist thank you it'd be nice except you can't arrest them for anything and uh, they you're usually exempt from their own statutes exactly and you know i mean this totally totally goes against freedom of the press um, oh yeah any kind of confiscation of, of personal property that isn't involved in a violent crime I, I sincerely oppose you know you're not a criminal i think People who are criminals commit violent acts against other human beings. That's one of the things I was talking with uh, the, the you know the police chief about in the criminals disobey room. people with badges. That's the, the <laughs> that that's what the reality of the situation is. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know, I mean, it, it's preposterous. It's a horrible to see in this country. Um, I'm not a fan of the direction that it's going. So what are you doing about bigger. it? Good question, Michelle. Uh, uh, I'm voting for Gary Johnson. <laughs> well, that's something. But what else are you doing about it? Don't break your neck. No, well, I'm a local activist uh, in the local party here. Um, I do my best to spread the word. I attend all the town hall meetings uh, with the commissioners. Mm, okay, um, recently, that's recently, we uh, formed a small group to try and come up with some kind of a vocal amendment to oppose Section 1020 and 1021 of the NDAA for our area. And hey, what are those sections? Um, uh, the right to detain American citizens indefinitely without okay. the writ of habeas corpus. So that, that's where I've been spending a lot of my time. Do um, they let you speak people... at your local city council meetings? Yes, uh, for uh, two minutes. And it's it's not the Roberts rule. You can't defer your time to someone else. Some mm-hmm. people come up with lengthy presentations, but uh, no, there's no time deferment. Do they uh, uh, roll their eyes when you talk? Because that's what I, I went to a, a, a town hall meeting or thing uh, last night, and you know they wanted as soon as I said New Hampshire Constitution, it was all over. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they don't they, they don't act like servants of the people. You know, no once doubt. Somebody gets, once somebody gets elected, it's almost like they they think that they're 
They're privileged. And, oh, these, well, who wants to be a servant? I don't want to be a servant. These people are where I was weren't even elected. These are appointed. I was. I'm actually an elected official from uh, this town, and they still didn't care. I am a servant of my customers. I am here to serve my customers, my clients, my advertisers, my listeners, uh, my that amplifiers. Just because you serve doesn't mean you're a servant, though. I, you know, I'm not. An, I'm not owned by them. If that's Correct. what you mean, right? Well, I mean, it's called public service for a reason. And I mean, technically, we pay their salaries uh, or whatever they get, so that they owe us a little bit more than than an eye rolling. Or, yeah, they don't owe you s, and that's how they act. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. Hey, so, thanks for sharing your thoughts tonight, Rob. I appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Oh, hi guys. Hey, Ian. I'm sorry to hear you got arrested again and had to deal with those thugs. You know, it's just what happens when you stand on your rights. Uh, they they could have been thuggish. Uh, they did the wrong thing, but, you know, they didn't slam me up against the wall or, or break anything. or you know, So they could have been a lot worse uh, than they were, but they certainly didn't have to do what they did, and they did. They didn't, but the threat was still there. That's true. And um, on a different note, I just wanted to call up and let you know that I did put the Ron Paul Corvette on eBay. So. Hey, that's exciting. So is it there right now? It's there right now. If you type Ron Paul Corvette, you'll see it. And, oh, you uh, want to get rid of that thing? I, I have mixed feelings. I don't really want to get rid of it. I love the car. I drive it daily. Mm-hmm. But the, that's really the reason that, I, that I'm putting it up for sale is because I'm giving somebody an opportunity that if they want to collect this car or do something with it that would be more, uh, I guess, more worthy of the car than me just driving it to work and back mm-hmm. every day then uh, that's what I'm putting it up there for. If, uh, if I don't sell it, I'll keep it because I love the car. Now, what year is this? A 2004. I'm looking at it right now here. 2004 yeah, Chevy Corvette, yeah. the one and only Ron Paul Liberty Corvette, a campaign collectible. you gotta, you got to put the word out about this. Obviously, you're getting it out on Free Talk Live, but uh, maybe hit the Ron Paul forums up. Uh, maybe, Can you link yeah, it at auction.freetalklive.com? Send it over to... Uh, uh, you could send it over to the Ron Paul, what is it, the, the Daily Paul. Daily Paul is a good one. Yeah, I've done both the Daily Paul and, and the Ron Paul forum. Yeah, I mean, I could link that, Mark. That's a possibility. We're not doing, we're not doing anything right now with auction.freetalklive.com. Yeah, I could do that. Do you want me to do that, Gene? I could do that for you. Sure. Be mad. I mean, I don't, want, I don't want anybody to think that, hey, every time you got something to auction, just call it Free Talk Live. It's Gene, the Christian anarchist. Out. He's been listening to us for like 10 years. <laughs> And it's a, this is a unique auction product. There really isn't anything out there like this. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, there's a, it's on our Facebook page. The, uh, it's a picture of you and your wife and Vermin Supreme all in the, the rubber boot on his head. Yeah. It's Vermin's wife. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologize. I didn't realize that. I didn't know Vermin had a wife. <laughs> Vermin's well, What is Vermin's wife's what's her name? name? Yeah. That's I a good Reptile? I mean. I just called her Mrs. Vermin. <laughs> <laughs> all right man hey we'll put, we'll link that up for you and let us know what happens i appreciate the call the, the starting bid is twenty five thousand dollars so you better be it's ready to roll with this uh hey thanks for the call gene appreciate it 855-450-FREE we'll have that link up uh here in a moment 1-855-450-3733 it'll be at auction.freetalklive.com if you want to place a bid on gene's ron paul corvette which could be yours we're coming up free talk live 
teaching without preaching the ideals of liberty. To young and old alike, Libertania, the Liberation of Conformia, is a picture book which tells the story of Thomas the Candymaker and his trip from the free land of Libertania to the statist land of Conformia, where he deals with border crossings, fiat money, business regulations, and corrupt officials. With his civil disobedience and run for office, Conformia will never be the same. Go to Libertania.com to purchase your copy today in print or Kindle format. For a discount code, check out the Libertania Facebook page. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for your call. If you dial now, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com with you here tonight. It's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And uh, 855-450-FREE is the number. So we've Christmas talk- shopping this year, if you're going to do some, um, and you're probably going to do some online, please do it through shop.freetalklive.com. Good idea. Uh, shop.freetalklive.com. It takes you an extra moment, but it's frankly, it's one of the it's one of the big revenue pipelines that Free Talk Live has. Uh, we've got uh, listeners going there. It doesn't. It, it's it's kind of great because, well, you know, it uh, you know we're not necessarily doing any advertising. You're getting what you want, and we're just getting a little extra. You get the same prices, the same service. You're you going to do it anyway. Yep. Right, just just takes an extra moment. Shop.freetalklive.com. That's right, and even if you're gonna uh, get a gift card for somebody, you can. We'll still get a cut of that purchase. Yep. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Uh, we've been throughout the show tonight telling you about my encounter uh, where I was arrested today by the Palmer Police in Massachusetts, of all places, uh, for so-called disorderly conduct for the crime of recording video in a public hallway in a public building of public bureaucrats. And just, you know, I guess a few more thoughts on that. Uh, One more nice touch, I guess, when it comes to the uh, police department was they did let me keep my water bottle. I I had asked for They did? Really? Yep. uh, You know, because we had You like to keep a water bottle with you in case you're marooned? I like my water. It's, you know, it's nice to have. And uh, I was actually allowed to take the water bottle into the holding cell. You could have hung yourself with that. You could have peed in it when you, if you needed to go potty. <laughs> there was a toilet in, uh, in said holding cell. But uh, you know, you're not supposed to be able to bring anything in there. Right. And uh, the officer who arrested me was like, you can't go in there with that. And uh, the police chief was like, it's all right. He's being, the police chief was like, it's all right. He's being a gentleman. So it's, it's fine. So <laughs> I didn't have to drink out of because, you know, otherwise you'd have to bend your head down into the sink and like drink right out of the, the sink. It's attached to the toilet. That's right. Yeah. It's so gross. When I was in there that one, the one time, they hadn't cleaned the holding cell I was in. Yeah. And so, I mean, you could see, I could see urine stains on the toilet and oh, on the yeah. thing. And I was going, If you would have asked, they probably would have given you some cleaning supplies. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure. I bet you that, yeah. Well, because they don't clean them. No, I don't know. They, I don't know if they would do that uh, for somebody that was just getting booked in. Mark, right. And I asked she was for in- soap to wash my hands so that... I could take care of some personal hygiene I don't issues think, and have clean hands to do so, and they said no. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get cleaning supplies until you're in general population. <laughs> they don't. They, first, one of the first things they do, at least around here, is when you go to jail, they uh, want to make sure you're not suicidal, and so they have an observation period of you. And so I don't think they're going to give you any cleaning chemicals to. Uh, and you know, they swallow. leave the light on the whole time you were in the the, holding cell yeah yeah and this bright like operation surgery light well that's because you wouldn't process (laughs) you refused to process you didn't even get to eat when you were in there no i didn't (laughs) what was i gonna eat bologna sandwiches 
I uh, I did process. You know, there's always a bunch of questions that they ask you. They had different questions they asked than they asked me in New Hampshire because this was my first time being arrested uh, outside of New Hampshire. Got any tattoos? So it was a little bit different. How about you? <laughs> you want to compare? Yeah, it was those kinds of questions, but there were some they asked that they didn't have. Haven't asked that since the Blue Moon Bar. I thought about, like, if I were to go back again, that I would wear, like, my big wool coat that goes, you know, down to my ankles. It's really nice. And, um, you know, they're not going to let me take cashmere in there, but that underneath I just have, like, a crotchless body stocking. Mm-hmm. You that know? would go well. Right, because, you know, they make me, they feel me up, and they made me shake out my hair and bend over and do everything. It was very humiliating, actually, and and when I had my back to them, as the woman was feeling, and there were six men standing there watching this, and it felt felt like I was being, I mean, it was was gross. It really was really gross, and, like, I had tears well up in my face, you know? Wow, I'm so institutionalized, I don't care. I turned around, (laughs) and they were, the woman was, like, just horrified that I was so affected. Oh, wow. Yeah, she didn't She didn't like, she didn't want to touch me after that at all. She got really upset, visibly upset. A lot of people don't like their jail guard go- jobs. It's a really high turnover job. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. It's tough work. Yep. Daryl I mean, was a, a jail guard for eight months. He said he hated every day of it. That it's, they're often looked down on by the you know regular police, the other cops. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's been said. Are jail guards are those COs? Corrections officers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a t- it's tough work. Um, you know, I mean, if you think about it, Hollywood has never portrayed a jail guard as the hero of any film. Yes, I know you're thinking of the Green Mile. He wasn't the hero. He was just the protagonist. The hero was the big black Jesus guy. Mm. Right. I know who he just dead. died. Yeah. yeah. One of the officers in the police department recognized my voice. Uh, he mentioned freekeen.com. So oh. he was aware of uh, that I was a radio uh, show host and uh, had heard me in some context with freekeen.com. The uh, police chief, Robert Frederick, who I had talked to previously in, in my last interaction. Again, if you go to YouTube and search for Palmer, uh, Massachusetts or Palmer MA, you'll find the original video of me and Pete Ayer uh, going through these very same offices where I was arrested today for video recording with our video cameras, interviewing various different bureaucrats who were not happy to see us. It's a really entertaining video. It's 10 minutes long. I highly recommend you check this out to get an idea of what happened last time we were in Palmer. But the officer I see mentioned, a feature film coming out again, part two. You the know, like Victim's the next, Crime Spree? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to make a movie about myself, but uh, but you know, there are. I think that's a possibility to have future like a demo's victimless crime spree or rich paul's victimless crime spree or, or michelle seven's victimless yeah, crime even spree. if it's not associated with the name because i know john bush um does uh you know f- freedom to travel as well as i have and stuff and so maybe if it's topic related i think that there is certainly enough um relating to wiretapping mm-hmm. whether it's the you know a demo's thing and yours and the glick decision and everything i've never been charged with wiretapping Oh, okay. So this couldn't be this couldn't be brought under that. I, they haven't charged thing. me with wiretapping. I'm hoping they don't charge me with wiretapping. I don't think they can charge me with wiretapping. But mm-hmm. you know, just because they can't do something legally doesn't mean they won't try. Right. So then, how would you? Why would you? I mean, use... they knew I was recording. It was pretty clear I was recording. Right. So the disorderly. Then um, how do you how do you even argue against that? Then I mean, isn't it a matter of opinion whether I think you're yes, disorderly or not? It you should know? be thrown out. Um, yeah. Frankly, it should be thrown out. It's not a quantifiable charge. Um, look, we need to if if you if a person's being disorderly, we need to have a decibel level. Uh, we need to have. Uh, well, their claim was I disrupted the uh, the tax sale and, and process. It, you know, where's the witness for this? What's oh, I'm uh, sure they'll call someone from the Zcoast group to say that we were having so much trouble registering people. This was the register. 
registration period and people were trying to register. And that way, he was making so much noise that we couldn't register people. Well, the, the cop was talking as loud as you were. This is true. And they're, but they're going to claim that it was my fault. Right. right. Even though it was the officer who you got provoked. in my way, I was just trying to walk into the room. I had asked, where is this being held? And then he started to get in my way and say, you can't have that camera on. So Right. So that's the thing. It's like when you were the fact that you were told that you can't have the camera on and then he didn't say you can't be in here or. Uh, well, I never got you- that far. But yeah, you're right. I found out after I got out from the other activists, many of whom were actually kicked out. They tried to kick the activists out of the hallway and uh, force them to go into the free speech zone. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this. So I had told you about (laughs) how I I had told you about how at at Jay Noon's home where we went to this open house prior to going to the town hall, they had a little penned off area with some cones. And they said, that's your protest area. I think I think Jay actually went over and stood in there, but uh, nobody else uh, did. Get in your box, Uh, Actually, David might have been there briefly. But they actually had a similar coned off, uh, cordoned off area out in front of town hall as well. So they were trying to <laughs> send people. They were right. You. They were trying to send people out of the the town hall. And okay, you can go out front into the protest area, but you can't be in here. And I think David uh, and another activist made a stand there in the in the town hall, like mm-hmm. in the hallway. They couldn't mm-hmm. get into the actual auction, but they made a stand instead of going where they were told to go, stood there in the hallway. So there were some other good activist moments that I was unfortunately not privy to because I was in a cage at the time. But things were, were still going on. They wouldn't Glad let anyone here. in there. Yeah, I, I'm glad to. I really didn't want to stay in Massachusetts any longer than I had to. But I'll be going back in December for a pretrial hearing, presuming they don't get to get wise and drop the charges by then. I mean, they, I, they didn't know what they were getting into. You know, they, they didn't. Yeah. You know, the court... The judge did not know that, okay, now you're going to have a free state project participant in your courtroom there in Palmer for the first time. And not only are we going to have liberty activists from New Hampshire come down to you know support me in that instance, but Jay Noon's going to bring some of his Massachusetts sure. friends out as well. So we should Make be able to pack spectacle. that courtroom pretty effectively. I yeah. did learn that you don't wear underwear. You didn't know that about me? I didn't. Well, yeah, I didn't. I hadn't put my belt back on. By the time no, I came so back when in you here. walked in, your you're shirt, checking my crack out. Yeah, I was. Your shirt was like falling down a little bit. I actually thought you were wearing a thong, like a that little thong. That so much more. <laughs> Let's know. go to Will. He's in Knoxville, calling in in the last moments of the program. Will, you've got like twenty seconds. Hello. You're on the air, but you got twenty seconds. Go now. Yeah, this is Wilson. How you doing, bro? You've got fifteen seconds now. Okay, Craig. The guy that spotted the underwear bomber who testified at, in front of Congress is run, has won the Democratic seat. All right. I don't know in, what you're getting to, but if you want to call tomorrow and tell us more, you can call it 7 o'clock at night Eastern time. We'll put you right on, right out the gate. We'll see you then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. 
Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.